Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you, broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on an absolutely gorgeous day. And we've already had two or three really informative and insightful conversations this morning. And uh, this is going to be a fun one, I think. Yes, we're going to get it right out of the horse's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You've been waiting waiting like 20 (laughs) minutes. I know, she's heard it a million times, but (laughs) I haven't. (laughs) So on that note, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Ridge Equus, Miss Patrice Wheeler. How are you? I'm doing great. And it's a pleasure to be here today with you and Stone and Lee and all of your associates. Well, Patrice, um, I see on your bio that you have kind of, you're a former Accenture and Oracle person, but now you're doing something that's just just, a little different, a a logical leap for most (laughs) Accenture (laughs) veterans, right? Thank you for recognizing (laughs) that. Yes. Well, you know, talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, I, I learned to follow my passion, to follow my heart Mm -hmm. as well as to engage my mind in doing so. Um, so I've incorporated horses into my coaching and training profession. It's a long ways from where I started way back when with Accenture and Oracle, but it's a, a new direction that coaching and training is evolving into that is really, really giving dramatic, exceptional results in leadership, in team development, in just personal self-awareness especially at the sea level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about, I've, I'm just curious about the path. So before pre-Accenture, mm-hmm. Accenture was the goal or it w- was one of your goals, right? Yes. So something happened. <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. things happened. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about that path? Because I'm sure you're not alone, uh, people who are kind of veterans from that world. Well, quick story. Eight years old, my father was off to Vietnam. And he made one promise to me, and that was when he came home, I could have a horse. Mm -hmm. And he fulfilled his promise. He then went on to be the chief test pilot for the F-111 at General Dynamics in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And I had these vivid memories of riding my horse in the field and my father flying overhead. Really? Oh, wow. And, wow. And that's I, like a movie. That's yeah, a, man. That's and I would, I would wave at him. And then at <laughs> dinner, he'd say, yeah, I saw you. And my horse's name at that time was Rosie. And so I've always had a lifelong passion for horses. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward many years. Um, in 2009, I realized what the economic impact was doing to my favorite creature on the planet. And the sight wasn't pretty. It was pretty devastating. You know, they're large animals. They cost a lot to uh, maintain. Sure. And when the economy, economy took a nosedive in 2009, I became enlightened and aware and set on my path, on my passion, on my mission to start helping these animals, my favorite creatures on the planet. At the same time, I was an executive coach working for major corporations such as Accenture, Oracle, uh, large transportation companies, um, large banks, a lot of IT clients. Interestingly enough, when they realized I was incorporating horses into my coaching, they were so highly interested. They started flocking and coming to Um, the farm to have an experience like none other that I could present on the phone or even in person by myself or through a training class. 
takes you to a whole different level, to a whole different depth of self-awareness and authenticity that is hard to, to replace or hard to manufacture or create in any other setting that I've experienced personally. So when you were doing the coaching, how did you begin to integrate the horses into the coaching? <laughs> well, Tell me that first, yeah, the that, guinea pig of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I was coaching a lady with a large IT firm in San Francisco, and I've been coaching her for three months. Uh, she's an international executive. I was talking to her one day and told her about the horses, and she said- So this was a side thing. The horses were kind of in the background of your yeah. life, right? And the message there is about following my passion. I had a profession, mm -hmm. and I had a passion, right. and all of a sudden, the two merged together, and boom, here I am today. Mm -hmm. So she, when she found out I had the horses, she said, I want to come. And I'd never met her. I'd coached her for three years over the telephone. And, and, and this is like a monthly or weekly call or quarterly? Uh, actually, twice a month, uh -huh. I would coach her. And so she came. She says, I want to come. So the first time she flies out, wants a three-day session with me. And I was able to get to the depth of her real targeted areas for development much quicker in, with the presence of a horse in about 15 minutes than I could in three years of executive phone coaching. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of a light bulb moment for you. And for her. Right. Yeah, for both of us. I was like, oh my gosh, because horses have the ability to really peel back all those layers that we surround ourselves so with. So are you each on a horse? Like I'm no. trying to visualize so, this. Yeah, I, I love your question, Lee. Um, we actually, all work is done with all feet on the floor, on the ground. Two leggeds are on the ground, four leggeds are on the ground. There's no <laughs> riding. There's no rearing up. It's all a very, very So you're safe... standing, sitting? Yes. You're standing. You're standing. Just... You're standing. And so a lot of times, you know, it varies. Sometimes I will. Are they petting the horse? Well, Trying to, another I'm trying to picture this. Okay. <laughs> so we put them in a round pin with a horse, mm -hmm. which is a very safe environment. I'm sure to, to match them with horses that are very safe, non-threatening. Mm -hmm. And so the, the situation varies. Sometimes I will coach them through a targeted area that they really want to, to get some development in and we'll calibrate or we'll listen and watch to the way the horse responds to the person's energy. Other times, I will invite them to do something, like I work with real estate agents. I will invite them to get the horse to do something without touching or talking, no equipment. There's no halter. There's no lead rope to get the horse to do what they want to do simply by setting the right intention and having the right energy. And they're in the pen with, with the horse. With the horse, yes, yes. And so sometimes this is their first time that close to a horse? Yes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people have previous experience, maybe from camp when they were a kid riding a horse. But this is a completely different horse experience. You know, Lee, what's really interesting about the horse is they don't really care what your business card says. Right. They don't really care. <laughs> They're not that impressed, right? What makeup you have right. on or how your hair looks or who exactly the designer shirt is from. Mm -hmm. All they really care about is your energy. And horses themselves have one of the largest electromagnetic fields of energy around their heart. And that's what really huh. makes horses effective at reading your energy and your intent. So let's take, for example, that you're a leader or a boss that's used to commanding or demanding uh, results. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you walk in there to that arena with that horse. It's a new ball game. It's a totally <laughs> new ball game because they're reading your, in your energy and they're reading your intention. So a lot of what we coach people through is how do you create, how do you manifest the right energy to present your intention with, to get really people fully engaged and committed and accepting of you? You know, sometimes you walk in, like I walked in this morning and there was this really good 
feeling in here. There was this great energy in here. You ever walked into a meeting room before where there's like, (laughs) Yes, much more often than the former (laughs) example you just described. Exactly. Well, horses really read the energy that you come forward with. And they're a great means to Mm self-reflection. They hold up a really big mirror that you can't ignore because it's about a 1,200-pound mirror (laughs) that's saying, you want me to do what? And you're coming at me with that kind of energy or that kind of attitude, and you want me to do what? So really, it's a great experience for people to really start calibrating and really getting sensitive to how they're presenting themselves. Uh, Another example, I was talking earlier this morning about the fact that we had a large group of coaches come to the farm, and we offered them, we invited them to really find their presence with the horse. So we we invited them to work really on three core competencies, their presence with their clients, Mm -hmm. developing an appropriate level of intimacy and trust with their clients so you can really delve into those targeted areas and uh, listening, enhancing their listening skills. And the results we got were phenomenal. I mean, people breaking into tears saying, oh my gosh, (laughs) one of the things I'm realizing is that I'm spending too much time in the city and I've got nature (laughs) deficit disorder because I'm not out in the country enough. Uh, The second thing they realized was a real authentic look at themselves and how they're showing up for their clients. So, you know, we have a wide range of people that we serve at the farm, uh, and we have a wide range of, of techniques or approaches that we use to serve them. So you, you're trying to envision the experience, and I want to hear more about that. I want to hear more about the farm, because it's really much more than just like a pen full of horses. There's all kind of cool stuff. Uh-huh. What I'm trying to envision is the sales call. They've got the senior exec to write the check. I mean, you're very passionate. You're very articulate. And I can kind of make the leap where a bunch of coaches, you know, they'll roll the dice and go do something. But when you're talking to, you know, that that, that hard line exec, uh, talk to me a little bit about yeah, the whole sales the and marketing on the side horse of this. experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as with any training, it's, it's um, somewhat challenging sometimes to... Uh, really be able to draw a direct line to, okay, you invested this much money and you're getting these results. I think a lot of the testimonials that we have really speak to the effects that are created for individuals as well as teams. Um, you know, I had a, a recently had a, a great team out that works with veterans um, and really helped them find cohesion, collaboration, a new way of communicating with each other um, that shows up within the outcomes they're able to achieve as a team. So we've got great testimonials. Uh, we have personal uh, personal um, experiences there in the moment that tell us that we've affected sure. um, and we've got some of the desired results that we're looking for. Um, you know, and that sales call you're talking about. So what I do, having been an executive coach and trainer for over 20 years, yeah. is I blend some of the tools and the methodologies that I've used in typical corporate training, such as strengths finders, uh, emotional intelligence instruments, into the work with the horse. Now, look at emotional intelligence. I mean, a lot of corporate training involves um, the concept of emotional intelligence and the standardized testing for that, right? Well, we get your results and we take it to a whole different level because, you know, it's one thing to get that report in class and maybe to do some activities or some, you know, some chit chat with other people or some developmental Um, initiatives. But when you get in front of a horse, having a a reading on what your emotional intelligence is, they give you a greater in-depth perspective of that than ever 
can be derived from the simple report that you get. So one of the things I'd love to do is to invite both Stone and Lee to come out and have your own Equus experience so that you can come back and from a first person perspective, speak about what that's like here on your radio show. Well, I'm in. I'll, I'll take two. <laughs> well, and you know, we have uh, an executive We've got producer. Seven. <laughs> Just saying. So we have an executive producer who is a, a veteran, and uh, I know he's doing a lot of neat work with veterans, trying to help veterans who are coming back and you know get incorporated into the into the workforce. Uh, so I, I want to ask a little bit more about you're finding that that veterans are really responding well to this and it's and it's genuinely helping them. Yes. And so, like I said, um, I'm already working with companies that work with veterans, helping them with their teamwork, collaboration, right. achieving outcomes. The veteran. The veteran is very dear to my heart. My father was a veteran. He served both in the Korean War and in the Vietnam War. And his promise to me when he came back from Vietnam was that I could get my first horse. <laughs> no, I mean, what a great foundation for this yeah. entire right, conversation. Yeah. yeah. And um, the really exciting part about that is that horses, these horses, as I realized in 2009, are being pushed to an extreme. They're experiencing trauma through such things as human abuse, starvation because of the economy. So they're, they're, they, they experience a trauma that is not voluntary much like the veteran right they go yeah. into the service they experience horrific trauma they don't really have a choice about it once they're there well like right. ryan ryan's combat wounded so i don't know how good he was at what he I did but he got that. hurt i can tell you yeah. that you know i mean that's yeah. that's trauma right yeah and a, and a heartfelt thanks to you i know that well no i'm talking about ryan not him yeah, he didn't oh. ryan our executive producer ryan. the veteran i was yes. telling you about and, yeah. yes so, so he's a combat wounded veteran i mean that's you know, that's got to leave a mark, right? Well, yeah. And my, my heartfelt appreciation to him. I know that a lot of veterans say, I was just doing my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to express my appreciation to men like my father and Ryan and all of the others that have served that just did their job for us. Right. So it's, it's with a special heartfelt gratitude that we invite veterans out to the farm and give them this experience. So there's a certain parallel between the trauma that the veterans have gone through and the trauma that the horses have gone through that allow them to connect kind in a bond, really special right? way. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have a, uh, uh, I bet it happens pretty quick. It really does. They have a real sense, a real keen awareness. I don't think that a lot of other people do mm -hmm. uh, because of what they've been through. We're also working with another great professional here locally that does a lot of trauma release with veterans. So incorporating the horses into his trauma release programs, which have been highly successful on their own. And now adding the Equus component, it's making them even more successful. Now, when somebody goes through this Equus experience, you mentioned that a lot of times it's very emotional for them, like bursting into tears. It's mm -hmm. How is it uh, kind of sustained over time when they're not around the horse any longer? That's a great question, Lee. Some of the training we do. So I talked about energy fields. So the horse has one of the largest electromagnetic heart fields of any animal on the planet, okay? Which simply means they can read your energy. They get good vibes from you. They get fearful vibes from you, right? So one of the things that we incorporate in our work with veterans and with all people that come is how do I begin to really become sensitive to my energy and right. start to manage it? So we teach a lot of breath techniques. Now, I know you guys are looking at me and saying, you know, 
I've been breathing all my life. Almost. <laughs> Almost. I passed out one or two times. But other than that, I've been breathing all my life. I know how to breathe. But what we do is we help people really gain the insight and the awareness to how their breath affects their energy. And that really is apparent for them when they're in the presence of the horse. To further answer your question, Lee, the, the, usually the experience that people have with the horse is so profound and so impactful. It's so unforgettable that it directly links and anchors them to the breathing techniques. So they continue their breath, they continue working on their energy, and they start aligning their energy with their intentions. So one of the things we really like to talk about, um, you know, having done training for over 20 years, is, you know, you can do a lot of activities, right? And you go away and it's just an event, right? Right. It was great at the time. Yeah. Like this radio show experience for you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we're going to anchor anything. (laughs) But it's a fabulous event, right? But I'm not going to forget you, okay? We'll see. (laughs) You've made an indelible impression (laughs) upon me. You both have, okay? But it's, it's the same is true when you go to a training event, unless you have some takeaway, some profound experience. And what we find is that the horses usually do give our participants that kind of really deep moving experience that they remember that then is anchored or tied to the techniques and the training and the learnings that we do. Right. So it's not just a classroom event in which you do an activity. It's really a soul to soul connection. You know, it's wh- more visceral. It, it, exactly. You know, one of the things I have people tell me repeatedly is that one of the most profound moments for them is exchanging breath with a 1,200-pound animal. So walk us through exchanging breath. <laughs> so do you get into the same rhythm? Yes. With, with, with yes. the animal? I mean, I know that at first blush, sometimes, you know, you, you kind of, you, people like you and I, they're a little, sometimes a little cynical. It's tongue-in-cheek. But if you think about it, top performing athletes yes. they all take this kind of thing extremely yes. seriously everything yes. you've described yes thank you for, thank you for recognizing that and what i also realize is that top forming professionals top forming c level executives mm-hmm. they are you know it's like it's like when your engine is hitting on all cylinders if you disregard the very core component of your breath and your energy and your intention that you bring into any business situation, you're not hitting, you're not running at all four right. cylinders. You know, there's something missing. Your car is not tuned to optimal performance. Now, you've mentioned breath several times. Do you mind sharing um, the importance of breathing? And I think most people don't understand that most people breathe too shallow. Yes. Now, and they don't realize it. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit? Like how deep should a breath really be? Yeah. Well, you're asking a really vital question. And the the really important thing to remember about breath is that you should only be taking about eight breaths a minute when you're in in a seated resting position. So what people typically tend to do is they breathe shallow from their chest. So we teach them how to do full body breathing and we teach them how to inhale, um, coming back to emotional intelligence, how to inhale an emotion and how to exhale an emotion. When you do that, you start to energetically align the heart and the mind. When someone's able to focus on their breath, they energetically align the heart and the mind and they achieve an optimal performance state called coherence. And when you're in coherence, the outcomes that you can create, the effects that you can have are far greater than when you're operating solely from your head Mm -hmm. or solely from your heart. So one of my favorite sayings, especially as of late, has been, 
when I think only when I when I respond or behave only from my heart, I'm considered to be thoughtless. And when I behave or act solely from my mind, I'm considered to be heartless. So it really is the energetic alignment, the mm-hmm. coherence of both your head and your heart that we help you find through your breath um, that helps you operate at peak performance. And back to your question, the horse is not only fabulously talented at calibrating how coherent we are by our energetic heart fields, which is affected by our breathing, but back to your question or your concept about rhythm. So the way that we can most connect with another person is by mirroring their breath. It takes us way back to those um, pre-birth moments when we were in synchronization with our mother Mm -hmm. in terms of our breath. So it's one of the greatest ways we can connect. So I allow people, invite them to really synchronize their breath with the horse. And when they're in the right energy zone, the horse comes down real close to them and they synchronize their breath and they feel the warm, gentle, sweet breath of the horse on their face. And they synchronize themselves to that breath. And it's truly a profound experience that, number one, people don't realize how important their breath is to their energy management. Number two, it's profound, I think, for them to connect with an animal of that size in such a gentle, life-exchanging manner as the air that we very breathe, that we both breathe. And they're getting to practice these skills in a safe environment. The only part of what you're saying that I don't buy yet, and I'm sure I will, is that the breath is sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have really led me to a great point, and that is the difference between carnivores and herbivores. Okay, so you know, a lot of people have said to me in the training, I had a great training there last week uh, at the facility and a large group of people. And one lady raised her hand. She goes, how come you don't do this training with dogs? And I said, brilliant question, madam. Dogs are carnivores. They are predators. Horses are herbivores. They are prey. And there's a totally different relationship hmm. that you have with an herbivore versus a carnivore. So that is what makes the horse so sensitive to your presence and to your energy is that they are an animal of prey that predators hunt. Right. So there's a inherent gentleness about them. Yes. And the size of them, which is in your head, is probably kind of a dichotomy. You think it's so big and it's threatening, but in actuality, it's gentle. It's an extremely sensitive, large creature that is extremely aware of predators. So, you know, back to the executive um, level coaching that I do. So the word predator triggers. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you uh, picked up on that. Um, little eavesdrop there. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay. So imagine for a moment, you guys are really good at imagining things. Imagine for a moment that you've got a, a, a small herd of horses, let's say seven or eight grazing calmly in a meadow. Right. And all of a sudden they sense the lead of the herd, which interestingly enough is typically a mare, not a stallion. Doesn't surprise me a okay. bit. I, I, the women Thank are you. smarter, they're better with money, they're more collaborative. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Which a bit. also leads me to a side note that we're starting to do some really exciting research and coaching and training regarding gender communications and what happens to the female at the sea level 
how does she restore her femininity for optimal performance instead of mm-hmm. getting the female beaten out of her mm-hmm. by yeah. climbing that ladder? So right. another great, interesting track that we're, that we're going off on. But anyway, so you're back in that pasture now and you've got those seven or eight horses and they're grazing calmly. And all of a sudden the lead mare raises her head because she senses a predator. Okay. That is the kind of extra sensory perception that horses have that helps people start learning to tune in and be able to find their own coherence between their head and the heart. It's about getting executives completely out of their head right. and somewhat into their the heart. heart. Yep. So they're making a more full, uh, well-balanced, more holistic, beautifully said, decision, right? That's for the good of themselves, the company, the community, the community and, right. that they serve, and the people that are part of their team for serving that community. One of my big premises is we're here to serve, and how can we best do that? How can we best do that professionally and uh, philanthropically, charitably? Uh, how can we best serve the community that we're right. in? So I find great pleasure in serving um, the community in terms of helping these animals that are in dire straits, as well as serving the people that can learn so much from these uh, prey animals with this extra keen sensitivity to energy and the effect that it makes on outcomes. Another area we we often talk about is conflict resolution. The interesting thing about horses is they can be grazing gently together, and all of a sudden one of them gets kind of, you know, mad at the other one, and they kind of raise their heads and might, you know, snap at each other and turn and kind of like kick the air. And in less than 15 seconds, they've let go of the conflict, they're back down, their heads are grazing, and they're back to what matters most. Right. Right? And so it's a great lesson. We use that a lot when we talk about conflict management and conflict resolution with humans is helping them release and let go of the judgments and the stories that aren't serving them. Because, you know, you build stories. We want clarity. We want lack of ambiguity in our lives. And ironically, we build a lot of stories that really keep those things in place. So it's how do we help people let go of their stories as quickly as the horse can let go of it and return to grazing? that which makes a difference for their own sustenance and the support of the community that they're a vital part of. So there's a great correlation between conflict resolution, helping people identify their own judgments, their own stories, and let go of those so that they can really authentically show up as who it is they're intended to be, serving the purpose they're here to perform, and serving um, themselves, their company, their communities, those they love, the people they're close to. Well, I'll tell you what I find encouraging. I'm standing in the middle of the pasture, and I'm reflecting back on what, what you described happening with the lead mayor sensing something. So not only is she sensing something external, perhaps a threat, and then the rest of the, is it a herd? Herd. A herd. herd senses that. That suggests to me that this was built into all of us, horses and humans alike, yes. but we've piled on some other stuff that's not letting us get to it. So you're kind of whittling mm. away some of that. I mean, I, we have to practice it, but it's already there, right? Yes. And that's so, so observant of you and so beautifully said, because that's exactly what happens. It's called this thing called socialization, where we're taught to dull our senses, you know, to just conform and do what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And instead, it's about reawakening. You know, we're, we spend the first half of our lives building a healthy ego. And if we're wise enough, we spend the <laughs> last half of our lives shedding, shedding and breaking <laughs> down that ego so that we can become genuine, authentic, and the leaders that we really are, are here and meant to be. So that's a very, very um, observant perception. And it's true. I help people 
So here's another here's another thing I like to think of. These magnificent creatures, the the horse, the equus, helped us build our society. Oh yeah. They helped us build yeah. this country to what it is. They also now help us break down those stories, break down those egos, and start again to build ourselves in a way that's the most authentic, the most effective for being who we are to be and serving the purpose we're really here to serve. And they're magnificent teachers. Uh, you know, my job really is pretty easy as a coach when I'm in the pen with a client and a horse because the horse... The horse is doing most of the work, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so funny, cute story. I had um, an executive fly out and we did that classroom work where I really, you know, asked all those appropriate, effective coaching questions. Like, what are your target areas? What are your issues? And I said, oh, okay. So I took a lot of notes so that they would think, you know, I was really interested, which I am, but the notes is not what indicates my interest. I put them in the round pen. And this, this lady was um, very, very comfortable in, in terms of trusting me. I put her in the round pen with a really tall, black thoroughbred mare with a white star on her forehead and within five minutes the lady broke into tears and she said all those issues i thought were important back in the classroom <laughs> aren't really that important that's not my target area and i said what is your target area and she says boundaries i have no boundaries with my mother my husband my employees my boss i have no boundaries that quickly the horse identified for her and began coaching her through her real targeted area for development. And this is a, this is a major executive in an IT company. And she walked away pr more profoundly moved with a greater plan for her own development that I could have ever offered her by myself. Horses are fabulous coaches. Like I said, they don't care what your business card says. They don't care nope. what your bank account <laughs> is. They care what energy and intention you enter their space with because they're always observing, are you a predator or are you a fellow prey uh -huh. member of right. my herd? And how can I best connect? Herd dynamics are the most close representation of human family dynamics or corporate dynamics of any animal grouping on the planet. Well, good for you for being able to create an environment that allows executives like that to even be in the pen with the horse to have that kind of uh, epiphany moment. You must sleep really well at night. I mean, uh, you know you're doing good work that's having an impact on, on the planet. Before we wrap, I want to hear a word or two about the facility because it really is, it's a, it's a full-blown facility. Yeah. Uh, and I want to make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you and, and learn more about this. Well, thank you. We are only five miles out of historic downtown McKinney. Which, if you've never been to historic downtown square, you need to go. It's rockin' cool. And so five miles from that, out in the country, there's no stoplights. There's no street lights. Um, it's a fabulous venue. You get out in the country. We've got a bed and breakfast. We've got an event center. We've got 37, which is merely a drop in the bucket. I'm doing my part. It's a drop in the bucket compared to the animals that need us most. I was on a radio show earlier this month, and we were um, joined by the SPCA, and they're talking about the real crisis that is occurring in our country for these large animals. The animals, that I said, really helped us build the foundation of our country. So um, the actual facility, when I was being just solely a professional, my passion was horses because of my daddy. Thank you, daddy. And um, I built an equine sanctuary. Now, the difference between a rescue and a sanctuary is a point 
that is worthy of mentioning, and that is that I accept in the sanctuary for an to give a forever home to these animals, a forever home to these animals. The horses that the sanctuaries, and I also want to offer my gratitude and my love and my appreciation for all of the sanctuaries that take horses in and rehabilitate them and rehome them. The difference between the rescue and the sanctuary is I give the home to those they can't home. I take animals from Habitat for Horses, Willie Nelson's favorite rescue, and I give them a forever home. I take um, from the SBCA and I give a forever homes to the animals that they are truly challenged in placing. The animals that have been through the most extreme trauma, right. which makes them the most perfect matches for veterans, right. as well as people that really need to get in touch with authenticity and what it really means to be alive and breathing. The sanctuary is called the Wheel of Life Equine Sanctuary. My business is called Ridge Equus, where we do um, leadership and team development coaching from industries, from real estate um, all the way to IT, to large transportation companies like airlines. You can get in touch with me and my talented group of professionals that uh, I call my tribe by contacting me at patrice at ridgeequus.com. And we've also started an effort called Heart to hoof and it allows people to join our tribe really contribute to the keeping and the welfare of these animals so heart to hoof the heart like the one that's beating in your chest h-e-a-r-t to t-o hoof the hoof of the horse heart to hoof dot t-x at gmail.com and again you can reach me at patrice at ridgeequus.com what an inspiring yeah. and insightful conversation. Well, I am so you. glad that you invested the time to come down and visit with us. It was my pleasure to be here with both of you. Well, and I think we're going to take her up on her offer. I think you can come color on. us there. And, I, and we'd probably try to lasso Ryan. I don't think that'll be a tough, a tough sell oh, to you. Oh, please bring, we'll bring him as Ryan. well. It's been an absolute delight. I'd be, be honored. I will be honored to see all of you there. Come, all right. come visit us. Please do. We'll do it. We'll be back in a few my from pleasure. Dallas. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.